Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there today in basketball land? I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing well, because I sure am. And I'm ready and raring to go with episode 63, people. Ready and raring to go with episode 63. And the name of episode 63 is One More. The name of episode 63, people, One More. And you know how Coach Luke likes to do it at All Things Basketball Podcast. You know, somewhere down the line, we'll jump into the topic of the show, the name of the show, or the name of the episode, uh, you know, episode 63, One More. Well, all right, let's get it started. Let's get it, get it going, okay? All right. We're here right now to talk about that Denver building with one Michael Porter Jr. Well, Michael Porter Jr. was drafted two years ago, number 14 by the Denver Nuggets. Now, Michael Porter also, as a young man, his draft stock dropped and plummeted. He was supposed to be in the top three picks uh, two years ago, but he plummeted to number 14 due to the fact he had back problems and eventually he had back surgery. Okay, and for a young guy, to have back surgery, it kind of scares off the general managers and the team, the teams in the league on a whole. But uh, Denver took a chance, all right? They also um, stuck with him through his back surgeries and things like that. They stuck with Michael Porter Jr., and he stuck to the game of basketball, the game he's played his whole life and the game that he loves. He really, really worked hard to get back. And so his first signing was the other night when they played a preseason game against the Portland Trailblazers. It's been 571 days since Michael Porter Jr. really played an active game of basketball. Now, he did make a showing in the Las Vegas Summer League briefly, but I think they were playing more cautious. I think Denver played it very cautious. They put him in for a little while and took him out. They just I think they just want to see whether he can get up and down the court and be active and be a player that they all thought that he could be. And I'm so, so excited that this young man didn't give up on the game. He didn't give up on himself. And, man, when he got in, man, he shot, one, shot a 15, 16-footer all net and ran back down to great applause, to great applause. And it was a wonderful, wonderful thing to watch because Michael Porter Jr. is a phenomenal player. Now, we don't know how he'll come back. We don't know whether he'll be a superstar like they all dimed him to be. But guess what? Just him being back on the basketball court with that big smile and being happy to be on the basketball court is good enough for right now. But I think Michael Porter will prevail. I don't know whether he'll be an all-star, but I do believe from what I'm seeing, he's still going to be a very, very solid player. He's going to be a very, very solid player, people. And so Michael Porter Jr. made his debut, his NBA debut, okay? It's two years late, but it's anyway, he still made his debut, and that's all that counts. And so kudos to Michael Porter Jr. and the Denver Nuggets. Denver was very, very, very patient with him, and that's sometimes what you need to do. Teams today, 
especially in the NBA, are very impatient. Very impatient. They blow with the wind. But that Denver Nugget team is is A1 team and an A1 organization, and they stuck with Michael Porter Jr., and I'm glad that they did. And now it's time for him to basically give back to the team that hauled him down or held him down, shall I say, and stuck with him through thick and thin. And so he's back in the uh, building with the Denver Nuggets, and he should have a very, very good season. I don't know if he'll start because they're pretty loaded. Denver is a great team. They have an excellent team. But I know he'll get a lot of playing time because guess what? You can't sit a guy like Michael Porter Jr. on the bench for too long. But that's what's coming out of that Denver Nuggets building. Michael Porter Jr., there was a sighting. After 571 days, he made an appearance when they played the Portland Trailblazers two nights ago. All right. Darko Milicic. A lot of people don't know who Darko Milicic is, so I'm going to give you a little history. He has gone down as one of the biggest draft busts in the NBA history. Now, you have several. You have several. But right now, we're talking about Darko Milicic. All right. In 2003, he was picked right behind LeBron King James. All right, that 2003 draft, I'm going to give you the top five players in the teams that they went to in that 2003 draft. Number one was LeBron James to Cleveland. Number two, Darko Milicic, Detroit. Number three, Carmelo Anthony, Denver. Number four, Chris Bosh, Toronto. And number five, Dwayne Wade, Miami Heat. Now, as you know, all four other than Darko Milicic will be going in the Hall of Fame. All four of those other players are excellent all-stars and have excellent careers, except for Darko Milicic, and that's why they say he was a lottery bust. But, you know, he did play a little bit uh, on that championship team. He does own a championship ring, because the Detroit Pistons in his rookie year, 2003, hoisted that NBA trophy, man. They beat the Los Angeles Lakers. The Shaq-led Los Angeles Lakers, and they hoisted that trophy. And so Darko Milicic does own an NBA championship chip there. So, I mean, all's not bad, but he never panned out to be an excellent player. Never, ever panned out to be an excellent player. He never panned out to... uh do the things that a lot of people said he would do. At one point, they were uh, uh, comparing him to Wilt Chamberlain. Can you believe that? I never saw anything in Darko Milicic that would tell you he had any glimpses of Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain. Because as you know, like Coach Luke said, Wilt the Stilt is the number one center of all time. And I named my five centers. And so I never saw anything resembling Wilt Chamberlain and Darko Milicic. But now there's a Darko Milicic sighting after seven years. He's trying to make his way back to the NBA. Now, I don't know the steps he's taking, but this is the news that's coming to the All Things Basketball podcast table. Darko Milicic is trying to make a comeback. He's working out very, very hard. And so, therefore, hey, 
if you think you can make a comeback and you believe you can make a comeback, you probably can, Mr. Milicic. But I'll tell you what, the NBA is a whole lot different than when you first was in the NBA. So you better be ready and you better eat your Cheerios, I tell you. But Darko Milicic, that's the news coming out of out of overseas. He is going to try to give the NBA another shot. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, hey, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, a lot of people are starting to say, um that the Dallas Mavericks also have a combo. Well, as you know, in the NBA right now, it's no longer the big three. A lot of people are looking at the combo situation, all right? They're looking at Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. They're looking at the beard, James Harden and Russell Westbrook. They're looking at Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. They're looking at Anthony Davis and LeBron James, all right, they're looking at, um, you know, they've always looked at C.J. McCullough and Damian Lillard, all right? And so you got a lot of combos in the NBA. It also evens out the NBA. We can't forget Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, okay? And so we you got a lot of combo situations. No longer are the days of the big threes. It's like the big twos right now. And, of course, we did a show on that calling it the big twos. And so a lot of teams are getting combos, but we kind of got off. Dallas feels that they have their combo. Christoph Porzingis and Luka Doncic. That's their combo, and they feel that their combo is just as good as any other combo in the NBA. Well, we'll see. We'll see, Dallas Mavericks. We'll see, because I tell you what, uh, uh, you know, I'm a big New York Knicks fan, and I tell you this, Christoph Porzingis is a heck of a player, man, as well as Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic was the rookie of the year. But as far as Christoph Porzingis is concerned, you're going to have to let some games go by, 20, 30 games with him staying healthy. One of the things with Christoph Porzingis, he has not been able to stay on the basketball court. He really hasn't. He's a phenomenal player when he's on the court, but he hasn't been able to stay on the court. But, hey, if Dallas Dallas Mavericks feel that that's their combo, then that's going to be their combo. I would really like to see what the two those two gentlemen are going to do together in the Dallas Maverick building because, again, like I said, Christopher Singus is an excellent, excellent talent. Can kind of do it all, man. But guess what? He stays injured. And if you stay injured, you cannot perform. And so Luka Doncic seems pretty durable. He played his first season. He played most of the season. I think he might have missed one or two games at tops. But that's what is coming out of that Dallas building. They feel they got just as good a combo as anybody else in the NBA with Christopher Singers and Luka Doncic. And they're both excellent talents, like Coach Luke said. And we're just going to have to watch that combo as time goes on. I think they're just putting it out there. I think they're doing a little PR stuff because no one 
is mentioning the Dallas Mavericks even sniffing at the playoffs, but they are. And so they're mentioning it, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing to tap on people's shoulders and say, hey, what about us? And that's what I think the Dallas Mavericks are doing. And so they're putting a nice little PR spin on everything, saying we have our combo, just like all of the top teams in the NBA got a combination. The Dallas Mavericks are saying we have our combo, and it is Christopher Singers and Luka Doncic. All right. The Knicks look good. Do you think, do I think, okay, do I think the Knicks can win 35 to 40 games? Ah, somebody out there on the ground is pulling my heartstrings right now. Because you know Coach Luke is a big, 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 big Nick fan. That's going to be hard. I have to be realistic. Like I said, I'm a coach, and I have to be I have to be honest and realistic about everything. I mean, I would love to see the Knicks win 35 to 40 games. If they did that, they could creep in. They could creep into that seventh or eighth spot. But I tell you, they're very, very young. They're very, very young. I would like to see them win more than 30 games. I really would. More than 30 games would be a great accomplishment to build on. But, you know, to be honest with you, you never know. And I know Coach Luke is doing a lot of double talking because my heartstrings pull. When they pull for the Knicks, they pull hard. But I'm not too sure whether the Knicks will win 40 to 45 games. I'm not that sure about that. If I were to say what the Knicks would do, I would lean more towards 37 games, 37 victories, and um, being very close to that eighth position for the playoffs. 37 victories is what I would say. All right? And I know whoever just wrote that on the gram is saying, man, I thought you were a big, big fan. Well, I am a big fan. I'm a big Nick fan, but I'm also a realist. You got to be real when you when you talk about these things, because that's what I do. I do this for 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 um, for my life, business. I'm a coach. I do it, and I and I'm I'm not gonna um, shoot you a dream. I got to be honest. You ask the question, I'm gonna give you the honest answer. I think they'll win 37 games. I think they'll win 37 games, and if they win 37 games, you can build on that. All right. You can build on that for next season. I do not think they'll make the playoffs this year. I do believe that they'll build on the 37 and they'll make the playoffs next year. That's my thinking. Well, all right. Tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. We got a lot of great coaches on deck, all right? We'll come to any gym that you want us to come to. Just hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, we got that AAU profile, baby. The AAU profile. 
And this AAU profile is the number one player in the country, man. The number one player in the country, Cade Cunningham. All right? Cade Cunningham, 6'6". Combo guard, also play, give you a little bit of that three position. Excellent ball player, man. Excellent player, man. And I'm going to tell you this. We don't know, but all of the colleges want him. And so one of the things that's happening is, guess what? He's keeping his options wide open. All right? Now, his AAU outfit is the Texas Titans. He also plays in that EYBL function. Okay? And so he's the number one player in the country. He goes to Mount Verde Academy. All right? And he's from Arlington, Texas. That's it. Cade Cunningham, the number one player in the country, is our AAU profile, and it couldn't happen to a better young man. Wow. that's a Yo, man, this guy is definitely a one-and-done, people. He is definitely a one-and-done. Cade Cunningham. I only see him playing one year of college and moving on to the bright lights of the NBA. All right. WNBA recap, man. WNBA recap. All right. Now the series is 2-2. Series is 2-2. Okay. And the Connecticut Sun won the other night to tie it up. All right. The Washington Mystic could have finished them and hoisted that trophy, but they didn't do it. The Connecticut Sun won 90 and 190-86. So the Connecticut Sun, 90, and the Washington Mystic, 86. Well, well, once again, people, we've reached that point in the show. As we always do every show, if you want to be a sponsor on the show or you want your ads to be put on All Things Basketball Podcast, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram and leave a message. And if you want to hit me on my Facebook feed, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. Hit the email button to leave your information. If you want to have your ads to, on your of your company to be on All Things Basketball Podcast or you want to be a sponsor to the show, you have to do those two things. Thank you very, very much. All right. Jackson Hayes, phenomenal baller, man. Phenomenal baller, all right? But I'm going to tell you something. Jackson Hayes, you're going to have to find some minutes for Jackson Hayes, man, in that New Orleans building. Alvin Gentry, I'm speaking to you, coach. You got to find some minutes for Jackson Hayes. And I'm going to tell you something. I think Jackson Hayes, is going to somewhat do what James Harden did when he was in OKC. What James Harden did was he played so well, he outplayed himself out the building, and they had to find another team for him to be the lead guy and be the head honcho. I think Jackson Hayes is going to do the same thing in New Orleans. He's going to play so well, and he's going to, put such a shine on his ability that I think the New Orleans Pelicans, after three or four seasons, will have to trade him. Why? Because I'm going to tell you, man, he's just getting better and better and better. Jackson Hayes is a phenomenal player. And um, the only way that the New Orleans Pelicans can really keep Jackson Hayes coming off the bench 
And I don't think they can even do that more than two seasons. I think eventually you're going to have to start Jackson Hayes to keep him. The New Orleans Pelicans are going to have to start Jackson Hayes to keep him, people. He's a phenomenal talent, and he's going to be an all-star in the NBA. He's got all-star written all over him. But right now, I think he's going to be a good soldier. He's happy to be in the NBA like most kids who play their whole life. In the beginning, they're just happy to play in the NBA for pay. Playing for pay, doing what you like to do, hey, for a while, you're content. But I also believe the same thing that happened to James Harden in OKC, I think will happen to Jackson Hayes in New Orleans. What's wind, what's going to wind up happening, he's going to outplay the whole situation in New Orleans, and they're going to have to trade him unless they make him happy again, like I said, and start him and pay him accordingly. But I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening because they're going to take care of Zion and several other guys before they even look at taking care of Jackson Hayes. But that's my take on Jackson Hayes. He's a phenomenal ball player, man. Excellent ball player. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. All right. Everybody believes that the Lakers are the favorite. Vegas has them the favorite. And, of course, Vegas knows a lot, man. Vegas knows a lot. Can the Lakers hoist that trophy? Of course, they have talent every area, every place. The coaching staff is immaculate right now. The Lakers don't have any weaknesses. But here's the thing, you know, and I know a lot of people say it, oh, Coach Luke, here you go with the Clipper thing. Well, of course, the Clippers are near and dear to my heart. And eventually I'll let you know, I'll let you in on the story why. But right now it's not about Coach Luke. It's about them L.A. Clippers, man. And I'm going to tell you what, I believe the Clippers are the front runner. And the reason why I believe the Clippers are the front runner is because of defense. You have three of the top defenders in the league. You also have two of the top scorers in the league. And again, you got a very, very, very deep bench. I think the Clippers bench is better than the Lakers bench. Right off rip, I think the Clippers bench is better than the Lakers bench. And I think the Clippers bench blends in better. And also, here's another edge that the Clippers have. They have the number one coach in all of the NBA. Doc Rivers, the number one coach in the whole NBA, Doc Rivers. Now, I know I always say it's apples and oranges, but Pop is on his way out. Pop is still one of the best that's ever done it. But right now, Doc Rivers is the best coach in the NBA, and that's the other edge. Now, Frank Vogel is an excellent coach. I'm taking nothing from Frank Vogel. I'm taking nothing from Jason Kidd. I'm taking nothing from the Lakers coaching staff. 
But I have to give Doc Rivers the edge as far as the X's and O's. And so those are the two reasons why I believe it's the Clippers and not the Lakers that are the front runners. Now, in L.A., it's always Tinseltown. It's always Laker town. I don't think the Clippers will be able to, uh, no matter what they do, to be able to garner all of Los Angeles like that unless they win a championship. And I believe they have to win more than one to do that. And so, you know, that's what's going on with the purple and gold. Everybody has them as the favorites, but not here at All Things Basketball Podcast, baby. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, Coach Luke, you're the, one of the biggest LeBron fans out there. I still am. But again, like I said, I'm a realist. And I feel that the Clippers have more, a little bit more, than the Lakers. And so that's my guess as far as who's going to win the whole thing. I really believe it's the Los Angeles Clippers. Well, we're right there, people. We're right there, man. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, one more. And it could go either way. One more for the reigning MVP, EDD, Elena Deladon. One more for the Connecticut Sun, Jaquel Jones. One more, man, Alicia Thomas. One more, Connecticut Sun. One more for the Mystic Washington Mystics. One more, and someone will be the WNBA champion. It's either going to be the Washington Mystics or it's going to be the Connecticut Sun. One more. And so the WNBA championship will be decided tomorrow night. You also got to watch Emma Meisman on that Washington Mystic team. She's really been helping Elena Deladon, the reigning MVP. And then you got Elise. Alicia Thomas, all right? And you got Jacquel Jones on the Connecticut Sun. You better watch him. You better watch him going. I'm sorry, excuse me. Elisa Thomas, Elisa Thomas, all right? And Jacquel Jones for the Connecticut Sun. You better keep an eye on them. And it's going to be a phenomenal game tomorrow night. Phenomenal game. Everybody needs to tune in to the TV and watch that WNBA championship. I'm very excited. I really want to see who's going to win this championship. It could go either way. And so that's why the name of this show is One More. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, someone will hoist the WNBA trophy between the Washington Mystics and the Connecticut Sun. Well, Wonderful, wonderful episode, episode 63, one more. Hey, man, I'd like to thank all my listeners, everybody that shares, likes, downloads. I appreciate you guys staying on this journey with us, man. I'd like to thank my staff at All Things Basketball Podcast. I got the best staff in the media business, baby. I'm telling you right now, I got the best staff in the media business. They keep me going. They keep me pushing. Sometimes Coach Luke get a little tired, and I got to remember, yo, man, you got a thousand active listeners that's waiting on you. Pick yourself up. And so that's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. 
610 downloads, all right? And so I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but we're transcending up, people. We're transcending up, and we want you to go on this journey with us, man. We're about to get visual. We're about to do all of the things that I was talking about because when I speak it, I believe it, all right? And so I'll see you Monday night, 7 p.m. sharp. Be on time because I'm going to be on time, all right? Good night. God bless.